This is Business of Home. I'm your host, Dennis Scully. Every week, I'll be talking to leaders and innovators from all corners of the home industry. My guest this week is Ryan Turf, the president of CB2. In the early 2000s, Ryan started on the sales floor of the company's first store. Now he's in the top spot and has been leading an effort to carve out a unique voice for CB2 that stands alongside but distinct from parent company Crate and Barrel. Under Ryan's leadership, the brand continues to make more and more adventurous design choices, including a range of capsule collections with unexpected partners like Lenny Kravitz, Goop, Fred Siegel, and most recently, Kara Mann. I spoke with Ryan about why CB2 is hoping to do more business with interior designers, what lessons he takes from Ralph Lauren, and why, pandemic or no, brick-and-mortar retail will always be part of the equation. This podcast was sponsored by The Shade Store. The Shade Store offers designers everywhere a simplified resource for premium handcrafted custom window treatments. With a team of dedicated design consultants available to guide you through the selection process, measure and install professionals to ensure the perfect fit, and more than 95 showrooms nationwide, the Shade Store has everything you need to design the most beautiful shades, blinds, and drapery for your clients. Designers receive special discounts starting at 20% and trade-exclusive access to the Shade Store's industry-leading COM program which gives you the freedom to use the fabrics and trims you want on Roman shades, drapery, and cornices. Combined with their exclusive collection of more than 1,300 in-stock materials, the creative possibilities are virtually endless. The Shade Store. Custom made simple. Visit theshadestore.com slash trade today to learn more. This podcast is also sponsored by Universal Furniture. Designers already rely on Universal's incredible selection. Now they can take advantage of an all-new special upholstery program. It's bench-made upholstery, crafted in North Carolina, available in just six to eight weeks. With more than 400 fabrics, 50 leathers, and 200 frames, the creative possibilities are limitless. And online tools allow you to create visualizations to share with clients. As always, designers receive special perks working with Universal. There's no order minimum, free shipping, online ordering, and dedicated custom support through the design line. Save 20% off your first order of $2,000 or more by using the code TRADEFALL20. That's TRADEFALL20 at universalfurniture.com. And now, on with the show. So... I want to I want to jump right into it Ryan because I've heard you say before that you you don't want people thinking of CB2 as Crate and Barrel's little sister or some less expensive version of Crate and Barrel. So I want you to tell us from the beginning the idea behind CB2 and and what the brand was intended to be from the start. Sure. That's getting right into it. Okay. Right. Let's get right into yeah, it. Let's let's jump in. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. My statements you've heard are correct. I think to jump back, um, you know, CB started CB two started around the year two thousand. Right. Um, really, honestly, the headline. So the you know we're we're from Chicago. Chicago Tribune was the was the headline of the first article that came out, and it's the the headline read uh, Crate and Barrels fun and edgy 
something or other fun. I don't remember if it's brand or, or new concept, but, but the fun and edgy is what, why I'm bringing that story uh, back there. And that okay. from the beginning has been the, uh, the vision of this brand. So, and I'll get into, we've, we've obviously evolved a lot since 2000. Indeed. Um, but we use those words as the, you know, the original vision and in, in place of where CB2 was, was born and, and supposed to be. So I think, you know, from the conversations that I've had and, and people I've known for years, Gordon Siegel and, 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 and Barbara Turf were, were, you know, obviously behind the, the start of CB2 and, and Gordon was the, the founder of Crate and Barrel. And I think what they realized was, you know, as Crate and Barrel grew over the years, they really wanted to bring a new brand on uh, onto the scope and, and onto the, the company that would, you know, and I think they did have, you know, younger customer in mind, you know, were they, were they leaving some of those, those younger customers that they, they originally kind of built their brand on. Um, but I think it goes back to those words, fun and edgy. So why, you know, why start a brand that's just a younger version of who you are? I, I think, you know, that, I think that works fine for brands that are geared towards kids. You know, I think obviously that makes a lot of sense. Um, but they really wanted to start another brand, a, a unique brand. We've always wanted to be a fun brand. We've always wanted to be an edgy brand. But it's really how we've interpreted that and evolved that, you know, over the last really, you know, five years even even more so um, to become a brand that is, is not you know, the younger sister of Crate and Barrel, but a, a very unique brand. I know in, in recent years, you've really sort of accelerated the evolution of the of the brand. Sure. And you've been with the company, r- remind me, for about 12 years or so? Uh, over 15, honestly. Really? Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So about 16, 17 years. Okay. I think, you know, I think I was fortunate where my first job um, with CB2 was, you know, in the retail store, you know, have to do this but a lot of great companies i think you know and a lot of leaders are able to start kind of where it where it all happens right so i was able to start on the floor um talking to customers um working on the retail side um which i think is invaluable um um to be able to understand it from that point and, and to build um to, to different roles right so. well so it, it it sounds like you really rose through the ranks as you say from from really working on the floor and and working in various departments at, at what point did you did you gain sort of more control over the over the cb2 brand when did when did that happen for you i think it's been um very gradual over the years my background's been in merchandising buying you know so mm-hmm. that's a lot of the product and, and development of product and management of that um and i think you know i've been probably president for the last three years maybe over the brand um over the last five years so i think um you know my um best i think areas to, to kind of speak to and, and honestly some of the most exciting times of the brand have been over the last five years and i think that's you know where the brand has evolved the most um from i guess from its early days um so so ryan uh, beyond your your elevation at the company i'm wondering what else was at work in in the last five years that's that's brought this this shift about so i think it's a a group effort on evaluating the brand of where it was uh how it was being perceived um to the market and customer and then you know what was our best opportunity to build something unique so i think it's been about the product you know what 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 do we feel like is a white space, so to speak, uh, in the market? What are what are customers looking for? 
that they're not necessarily getting elsewhere. And I think, you know, part of that, and, and we did this, really got into this about five years ago, is we started um, these, these collaborations, which I'm sure you've seen. Um, we do, we've done these, and that was a big turning point for us. Um, and I, I remember, you know, I remember when my old, old bosses, um, we, we had this opportunity and you, see, you can see it online today. You know, we partnered with Kravitz Design, which is a design firm backed by the vision of Lenny Kravitz. And I remember this opportunity coming to us and, and, uh, funny enough, I'd met, uh, through friends, he's one of his agents and, uh, it happened that him and his design firm were fans of CB2. So I was... <laughs> That's taken back at that point. We were much smaller back then, obviously, and, and even a little bit of a different brand. And um, jumped at the opportunity to have those conversations. But but fast forward, we, you know, we went through a lot of: um, is this right? Is it, is this the type of partnership? Honestly, the, the leadership team just decided really on on more of a gut feeling than anything that that we felt like that was right, and, and we did that partnership. And that kind of that was a honestly a launching point, I think. For your back to your point of the, the elevation and evolution of the brand, and since then we've kind of been going with that. And I think um, our collaborations have always been uh, authentic first, um, but unique, interesting, uh, not predictable, um, and fun. So I so I'm I'm very familiar, Ryan, with the various collaborations that you've had over the years for for a number of years. I worked in the D and D building in New York City, okay. and Okay, so and your yeah. store anchors yeah. that corner, right? Right, right. And and so uh, and I'm and I'm wildly in love with the vintage desk that came in as part of the Charlie Ferrer collection. Don't oh, know yeah. if that item is still available, but we can talk afterwards. Um, <laughs> but 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 so it's been so interesting to me to your point about these collaborations to watch uh, the window sets change uh, and and watch these new partnerships rolled out. You did a partnership with Goop. You did a partnership with Fred Siegel, um, and they each had sort of a an interesting and and unique point of view. And I wonder how you think about the the people that you partner with and, and where it helps to, to take you in, in terms of, of the design and where you want to go. Sure. This is something we talk about all the time. Back to uh, an, an overused word, but but true in this sense, the, the partnership has to be authentic at first. So I, I think they really have to be mutual respect on both sides of, of an understanding and an agreement of, of specifically home and, and, and retail but, you know, we don't want to have a, a formula. So I think that's what is probably speaking to you when you, when you see these window change outs or these unique point of views of all these collaborators we've had is we don't want to fall into to a routine, even if, you know, if something works very well. Um, we, we try not to do the same thing again. And I think that really is about our belief that the customer is continuing to look for fresh product and uh, fresh stories, right? And, and interesting content. And, and you know, there's a lot of great, great product. There's a ton of great product in, in the home world. Um, but I think, you know, having a unique sense and, and eye and, and taste to that product is, is very important. Um, and I think having a unique story behind it is also important. And I think that's where those, those collaborations come in. Um, is it an authentic and mutual um, respect and relationship between the two, and then is this collaborator going to bring something um, that's different than than what we've done uh, before, or is something that's different than than what's out there? So I think you know those are the two 
kind of main things that we look for. And then obviously, you know, with all partnerships uh, and all brands, people are looking for new customers, right? So um, we want to be able to reach a different audience than maybe we're, we're, we're speaking to that day or, or reach customers that we think um, would really like uh, and appreciate what we're doing, but, but may have not uh, been shopping with us previously. So, um, you know, as you can see, you just named it off. <laughs> you know, you go from Lenny, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz to Goop to Fred Siegel. Yeah, there's no formula there. (laughs) No, no. Well, and and honestly, I mean, to your point, that's sort of what's so interesting about it. And it's and it's very different voices coming in. And it and it seems like uh, having a a, a somewhat free hand to sort of uh, reimagine or or, or tweak your your brand a little bit. And they actually do a really nice job in in New York, in that location I was just describing of sort of making it all work on the floor. And you've You've got an interesting design team. I'm I'm familiar with the work of, of Brett Beldock, uh, and I'm yeah. a, I'm a big I'm a big fan of her work. And I know she's sort of been on your team now for several years as well. Yeah. And she's got a whole host of sort of interesting products that that she develops for you. And she's very prolific, and so lots of different things she can do. Um, and it seems like you know, to your point about the the customer that you're trying to go after. I'm always so curious how much you want to attract designers how, how much you're who, who is it that you're that you're targeting or who's sort of your dream customer yeah so another conversation we have a lot i, I mean <laughs> <laughs> to make it a little bit more corporate for a second like we, we don't okay. you know every every brand they're all a dream customer yeah. we love them all yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know Demo- demographics is something that's talked about in every company, right? What's what's your what's your demographic? What's your age right. group? And, and right. you know, and, and everybody has that, you know, to to a certain extent. But we, we talk much more in psychographics and, and much more in mindset of customers. So, you know, to your question of, you know, who are we going going for? It, it, it's you know, our, our, we call our customers creative explorers, I, I guess, and and, and these okay. are you know these are people that are you know have you know, unique sense of style. They really like to express their personality and, and, you know, and, and that comes through in their home and, you know, they, they really want, they're really passionate about design and, and they really want inspiration and, and help and, and they want their homes to really reflect their personality. And then, you know, how can we help them do that? Right. So that could be, that could be designers. That could be uh, people that just love design. It could just be, to your to your original point, yes, it can be anybody. But um, right. we really are after you know a mindset of of people that that unique design is is important to them, or or design really helps and gives them energy to bring out their personality. You know, so it's like fashion. It's like getting dressed in the morning. You know, um, finding that right shirt or those right pair of jeans that really help you express um your yourself when you when you walk out the door for the day you know it's there's similarities in in home and i think um for our brand we have that and you know these collaborations help us do that but it's sort of working with um you know to your point on brett beldeck she's great first of all i love her and she's so (laughs) love her She's so fun. She's yes. so awesome. I mean, she can, she can, we can ask her for, Hey, you know, you have a, we're looking for a new dining table design and she'll, she'll sketch out uh, 25 dining table designs in, in 30 minutes and, and send them over. You know, she's just got, but the, the point is she's got so much energy, but she's so much like, you know, a lot of the people that we work with. Um, and, and, and she's a great, 
you know, now that you brought it up, she's just a great uh, example of, of how we work. And we just, we really want to develop these relationships, you know, with designers and, and, and people with, with visions for home on, you know, what, what is not out there? What, what, what's, what can be really interesting to, to the customers um, in the home space? So I think it's those kind of relationships that really help us um, reach new customers and really help us inspire our, our creative explorer. We're taking a quick break to remind designers about the Shade Store's trade program with special discounts on custom window treatments starting at 20%. Designers enjoy unlimited free swatches and access to exclusive designer collections and COM on Roman shades, drapery, and cornices. The Shade Store also offers free professional measurements, installation options, and expert design advice whenever you need it. Let the Shade Store take care of window treatments for you. The Shade Store. Custom made simple. Sign up for a trade account today at theshadestore.com slash trade. And now, back to the show. Well, so I'm, I'm curious from the, from the various capsule collections that you've had, what, was any one of them sort of a, a runaway success? Was it, was it, I mean, how have they fared, sort of relatively speaking? I know you don't want to pick a favorite child, but... I mean, <laughs> yeah, have they ever... <laughs> I don't know who's listening, you know. So. <laughs> <Right>. No, of <laughs> course. And I've heard Lenny is so sensitive. So yes. I mean, I, right? So, <laughs> exactly. But, but you, don't want, you don't want to get on his bad side. So we'll... <laughs> no, no, exactly. But oh, yeah. uh, but but I am curious. I mean, you know, as as we as we've talked about, Brett is is so prolific, and and you can hand her anything, and and she can she can d- knock out nineteen dining tables. To your to your point. Um, but I'm but I'm curious what you have found really resonated with some of these collections, and did they start to take your own thinking in a different direction as a result of seeing how they fared? Good question. So I think yes, obviously Brett has done a lot of great designs, but but to the you know the specific collaborations and you know like like a Goop or or, or the Kravitz, they all have their highlights, right? And and some of them you know. The Goop collection, you know, it one of the chairs for that collection is is one of our top selling chairs in in the whole brand, and it's you know that that collaboration is two years old. So what what I think it does is back to my earlier point is first we, we find the partner, they bring in uh, a unique point of view, right? Something that that we don't have currently, or or that we're not necessarily going after. And then to answer your question, you know, how does that you know, evolve us going forward. And yes, I think we do uh, learn things from all our collaborators, you know, even I, I can go way back. So like even before Lenny Kravitz, we, we partnered with Courtney and Bob Novogratz. And the reason I'm bringing that is because I, I remember them, you know, um, showing us designs that at that time we thought those just aren't CB2, you know, quote unquote, those are not CB2. And, and, we ended up doing it because it was it was uncomfortable, but we knew it was uncomfortable and we should do it. Honestly, that was a huge learning point for us, for myself, um, and, and I'm so glad we did it. But but the uncomfort was good. So you know what we thought was quote unquote right for the CB2 customer or not, um, maybe it wasn't valid, and and maybe you know maybe our customers are looking for things 
that we don't have in mind. So yes, I think to, to your question, I think our, our partnerships push us and, um, you know, we go to places that we might not have. And then I think we learn from those, right? And we, we watch the results and, and the reaction. And then, you know, what, what, what are we not looking at um, before this collaboration that, that we should be now? Well, it's, it's interesting, though, because I, uh, at multiple times, I've been in that store by the D&D building and, and sort right. of witnessed a designer coming in for what seemed to be the first time for them. And I, and I think their eyes sort of opened and they thought, wow, this is totally different than I thought CB2 was. Right. And, and, and because it had the mix of, of Charlie's things and it, had, uh, it, it just had sort of a, a different feel to it. And, and I'm curious as to whether you're starting to see more and more of that happen with the trade as maybe they get a little bit deeper into, into what you're all about. And I'm wondering if that's even the thinking with your latest partnership with Kara Mann. And, it, and is that part of what you wanted to, to make possible in terms of opening up more opportunities for the trade? Yeah, it's great. Great question. I, I feel like you, you know the brand very well. well <laughs> as you see, I've done my homework here Ryan, for years research. and years. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, the first question you asked is, is part of this answer, right? And it's, it's building a brand less about being the younger sister of Creighton Barrel, you right. know, and more about a unique, different brand that is part of the Creighton Barrel um, um, company. And I think, uh, focusing on really going after designers is is part of that. I think um, yes, Kara Mann, um, the collaboration we met Kara and and, and loved her. And, and from my point of view, uh, Kara is one of my favorite interior designers. Um, and obviously, uh, home design is a, is of interest to me. So um, sure. I do I do follow a lot of interior designers. Um, so I think partnering with her and her obviously trained eye and, and, and aesthetic, right? And Kara has a, you know, uh, a feminine side to her. She has an edgy side to her, you know, she's, but she's very refined and sophisticated and just all around when all said and done has a great eye. Um, but I think that is a way to, to speak in, in more, um, hopefully resonate with the design community. Um, and I think right. the trade is, a group that is growing for us. And I think to your point about walking into the East sides, uh, New York store, you know, maybe they ran in um, for something or uh, to do a, a, a quick project somewhere and then notice some different things that they didn't know about us. And I think um, that's our bigger brand vision, right? It's about uh, surprising the customer. It's about being less about um, an offshoot of our, parent company and more about a, a very unique brand with a very specific point of view. And I think Kara helps us do that. And designers really help us do that. Um, and and I, I think the design community is super important to us. And, um, you know, and I've been fortunate to, to meet quite a few and they've always been so, so complimentary of what we're doing and, and, you know, specifically what we've done over the last few years. And it will continue to be a huge focus of ours, of how we can um, service these designers and, and um, speak to the designers and, and really, you know, listen to, to what they're looking for as well as hopefully bring them some, some surprises as, as well. Well, and, and to your point about sort of trying to sort of pull farther and farther away from the, from the parent 
brand. As you do more and more collections with designers or think about going after the trade, do you have flexibility to, to bring your, your price point up and start to, to bring in uh, items that will, that will just demand a, a, a higher price? You know, when I, when I think about that, uh, the best way to kind of answer that is we speak a lot about value. So yes, I think it does, these designer collections and, and a designer focus does give us some flexibility with, with pricing, but it, it comes back to value, right? So I don't, I don't want us to do a $3,000 uh, sofa for doing a $3,000 sofa, but, you know, if we feel like that sofa uh, with its design, its materials, its quality all put together at other places or other um, areas could uh, warrant a you know $5,000, $6,000 price point. How can we bring something very similar in quality and design, um, but for a bit more of an approachable price point? And, and that's when I say approachable, I'm not, you know, I, I understand that approachable is relative, right? So sure. What, sure. what might, what might, be approachable for one customer might not be for another, but I think it's our job to to go out under this this vision that we have uh, to bring unique, high design to people um, and, and find the product that is of the best value. So um, I think it's back to our customer question too. It's we're not a as much a demographic brand as a as a psychographic brand. So if we think that that product is at the right price or the right value, then we will we will do that. Whether it's not the cheapest thing or, or, you know, most expensive. Yeah. No. And, and I ask in part because your so your new collection with Caraman and, and so many designers hold up Caraman as, as somebody they, 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 they really idolize or, or, or speak quite, quite highly of. So it, it, it seems like that is bound to attract a, a lot more attention in the design community. Right. And you, right. And you, right. and you, you seem to be offering some more customization, options, some different fabrics on sofas, there's rugs. So I'm, and I just wanted to get a sense of sort of how far you can imagine taking that because you, you have a trade program and I'm wondering what you've, what you've heard from designers thus far that they're, that they're looking for or, or, or want more of. Yeah. I mean, I think designers, you know, want service, right. And and they want, uh, they want options and, and they want, uh, you know, discounts, right? I think that's, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty much sums it up. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Like that, that is, you know, that is where those, that world is, right? That, that's right. what a designer needs, right? They need, they, they need the discount to, to give their customer, the their client, the best price. They need the service to bring their best service to their client. Um, and they need, you know, they need all that and, and they need options to your, your point about, um, the rugs and the um, exactly. and the custom options. They need yeah. options because their client ha- has hired them to bring their vision to life, right? And um, they need they need those services and those options in order to do that. Um, so I think you know doing things like the uh, you know larger size rugs or custom fabrics, you know, with the caraman sofas. Those are all part of it, right? So how can we? Um, partner with somebody like Kara. And then, you know, to your earlier question, let's build from that, you know, right. in our, in our regular assortment, right? So uh, let's not just limit that to, to product we do with Kara, but how can we, how can we expand upon that? Um, and, and to specifically um, speak to the trade more. So, 
like in the caravan collection it first is our is the everyday customer gonna gonna like it are they gonna love it um and, and we 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 think so you know but then you know to your point about the options and, and the design you know how can kara's experience and her refined eye you know bring us things that um that specifically people in the trade are, are looking for and i think she's helping us do that very much we're taking a quick break from the show to hear more about Universal Furniture's plans for fall market. Designers, Universal has an incredible lineup of more than 10 events scheduled this October. From tastemaker Corey Damon Jenkins to design disruptors Lauren Clement and Christian Daw to our own editor-in-chief, Caitlin Peterson, it's a can't-miss lineup of guests. Topics include attracting affluent clients, diversity in design, building e-commerce businesses, and communicating value. Select events will be available to groups of 35 and will be available virtually. An amazing lineup of events is all part of Universal's promise to deliver special perks to designers. Their trade program includes no order minimum, free shipping, online ordering, and dedicated custom support through the design line. To register for events, visit universalfurniture.com slash marketevents. And if you're shopping, save 20% off your first order of $2,000 or more by using the code TRADEFALL20. That's TRADEFALL20 at universalfurniture.com. And now, back to the show. Tell me a little bit about this crazy time that we're in right now, mm. and, right? And, yeah. and, and And so I don't know... The, the status of sort of your various store locations and and um, I, I saw on your on your site that you've got various options that you've made available to to customers they can make an appointment they can meet virtually with a personal shopper they can they can get a free design consultation T- tell me tell me about the programs that you're that you're trying to put in place right now to, to take care of people twofold so retail in general, as you know, is evolving and changing, right? So it's not what it was <laughs> t- 10 years ago. So a, a lot of services and the things you mentioned are things that we we were working on and, and aware of that, um, you know, pre, pre-COVID are, are, are very important to the customers. You know, whether um, obviously virtual is something that's, that's obviously much more important than it was before COVID, but having the best possible service um, has been something that's been a, a top focus of ours because um, the days of just having as much you know product in your in your store and, and being able to uh, pick it up is that, that's that's fine. Um, but I think retail's evolving and customers are looking for for more than that. Back to your point about this time, people are super uh, uncertain and um, they want to know that that things are are safe and, and comfortable and. And if they are comfortable enough to, to venture out, we want to make sure that, or, or to even shop, uh, whether it's virtually or not, we want to make sure we have um, services to take care of them. So I think that's where those services really um, took off that you spoke about, the, the, you know, the virtual design assistance and the, and the styling help. Um, people are home, right? And they're home a lot more. Yes. And um, <laughs> they're interested, um, if they see fit, interested in making their, their space more enjoyable than it was. And, you know, how can we help them do that? And um, we can do a lot virtually, uh, a lot without 
people having to leave their homes and and that's what we're we're working on and trying to trying to do and, and we want to make that as seamless um and easy a, a, as possible um because things as you know we don't know um what's going to happen next week right so all we can do is is continue to focus on the customer and and and, and make sure we're making everything as easy and comfortable as possible and, and knowing that that's not um that's not simple <laughs> But we are working well, on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, and you, you know, you you mentioned you mentioned virtual and 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 how important all of that has become. I was I was having a conversation recently with a colleague of yours, Sebastian Brower, and oh, yeah. whom I could talk to all day. Uh, <laughs> and Can I you talk to. to me all day? Can you talk I, to me all day? <laughs> I, I, I feel so lucky that I get to talk to both of you, honestly. I mean, I've, I've sort of wanted to have this conversation for a long time, as perhaps right. you, can, you can tell. But, uh, but you know, he, he made this point of it, it, it's no longer about thinking of how an item is going to look on the shelf, or it's it's no longer enough to think about just how it's going to look on the floor in your store, but now it, it like everything has to work so much harder. The visuals, the presentation, uh, when you're when you're thinking about how it's going to look on people's phones, when you're thinking about you know, how people are going to to come to you today, and I'm and I'm wondering how you're thinking about that. I know you had partnered. With with Modzi a while back to do the the CB two interiors and and they have incredible three D rendering capabilities but I'm I'm wondering as a merchant how you're thinking about presenting product to people in this time and I think it honestly it's, it, it's connected to what I what I was saying of you know the evolution of, of retail and less about people just coming in to pick up their twelve glasses that 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 is a service that that people will expect and and should get but i think the point sebastian is making or we're talking about you know similar things is they need more than that right um and it's no more about you know just about those um that one service about picking up your 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 product it's about um partnering with people like like the modsies and and um if people are home you know how can they get uh an amazing experience um for their their purchase that they want to want to make and and how can we help them do that and i think we're very much looking at um how we display uh in our stores you know what is displayed um and then what is the what is the service and what is that level of service that that people will receive whether it's a virtual appointment or or you know when it's safe enough um, an in-person appointment. And I think the way we're thinking about it is, is how can we offer the very best and exciting and inspiring experience for customers, um, virtually or, or in, in person. Um, so yes, you know, it's, it's not, um, just about, you know, how does it look in your home, but it's more about, you know, how does it make you feel? How can we help inspire you? How can we help tell the story? you know, of that product and, you know, whether, whether you want to buy that, um, you know, through Monzi or whether you want to buy that, uh, coming into our store or, or one of our other services. So, you know, I think, it, yeah. yeah. And, and has, has e-design become a big part of your business? Has that become a, a, a meaningful piece of the, of the overall pie for you? Uh, of the overall pie, it's still relatively small, small, but on a growth okay. percentage, it's, it's huge. So okay. um, I, I think that says a lot, right? So right. Um, 
you know, it is growing at a, at a very large rate, you know, compared to regular growth rates. So um, you could see that people are getting more and more comfortable to your point about the phone, right? I mean, so much traffic is going to the phone now, right? So yeah. um, more and more every, every day really. And so what we, how we show up on the phone and how simple our, our transactions are and our processes is super important. It's um, very, very important to, um, to keep in, uh, focus on the virtual part of our business. So um, it is growing very quickly. Yes. And, and have you experienced this sort of, so we, we've, we've talked to, to several companies that have reported just sort of this this massive online growth in the past quarter you know Wayfair reported that they got 5 million new customers in the last quarter and uh and and just to your earlier point everyone's at home they all went online they all bought what they needed and has that happened for you as well and 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 tell me about that we have had significant growth you know without giving specific numbers we've had significant growth um from a customer perspective um Traffic, as I mentioned, has been great. You know, I, I think um, people have been home, and uh, <laughs> and you know, it's been difficult. It's been super, super difficult in a lot of ways. But I think something that we're trying to do the best possible job we can do is how can we help people um, with their homes and, and their space. And I think, you know, to your point in your numbers about Wayfair and, and some of these other brands. Traffic is increasing online um, at a bigger rate than, than it was um, prior to COVID um, because there's less time, um, not less time, but there's less opportunities to do things, you know, obviously outside of your home. Um, so that will naturally drive more, more traffic. Um, and then um, customers, because I think people are obviously spending less money on experiences, right? So um, and that was that was the all the rage before COVID is, is experiential retail and experiences and you know how how much um, of share of wallet was going there and and uh, and how many great things were, were coming up and 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 what people were spending money on and and I think because there's just less experiences now that people feel comfortable with you know I think that naturally will bring more customers into to brands. Um, you know, like the Wayfarers and, 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 you know, obviously our brand. So, um, yes, our customer growth has been very strong. Um, well, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to where, where your priorities are there. So, so last night I was on the earnings call with RH and Gary Friedman is still all about stores and stores are the best marketing tool he has. And that's where the investment is going. And Wayfair only has one store, and it's all online, and right. and that's and that's their focus. And so I'm wondering, when you think about the two, what are you prioritizing, or how are you thinking about it? Tell me where you're where you're where you're putting investment. Honestly, like, are are you building out your site? Are you are you thinking about other locations? Are you thinking about closing some locations and moving to different places? Where's your right. where's your own right. thinking? Well, I mean, I think. My answer is uh, easy, but but not. I think we're 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 going to both, and I think that's not um, that's not me trying to take the easy route out. I, I think we've been very mutually focused on on our digital experience 
in our brick and mortar experience, right? And I don't, now things have changed a ton, um, but our overall, um, you know, strategy is not changing. And I think that's super important. And I think maybe that's what you're hearing on some of these earnings calls is, is yes, we have to adjust. Things have to change. Uh, the world is not what it used to be. Um, but I very much believe in, in sticking with your, with your overall strategy. And I think uh, we will continue to, as you know, we don't open, uh, you know, 20 stores a year. That's never right. been our, that's not right. never been our strategy and it won't be. Um, but we will continue to look at locations very strategically and what markets can we continue to open. And, 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 um, and we've got some um, exciting things we're looking at um, for next year. Obviously this year is a bit different, right? So, you know, with um, most stores just relatively not even being open for a while, um, that throws a little bit um, of an adjustment in, but that will not adjust. All, all that really did was, was kind of maybe push back our, our strategy a bit on the brick and mortar side. And then on the digital side, we're continuing to invest heavily in that and, and, and we will. And I think even more so uh, important now than, than obviously than ever it has been is uh, because of the amount of time um, people are spending um, on their phones and their computers and, and people are getting more and more comfortable shopping online. Right. And they already were doing that. Um, to, be, to be sure, to be sure. Yeah. And, they're, and they're not going back. That's, exactly. that's, that's right. I mean, that, yeah. 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 And, and to your point, they're not going back. Right. Right. We, we all talk about when we can get normal again. Right. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge advocate of that conversation, but that normal isn't the normal we remember either. So, right. you know, um, and, and that's for another conversation for sure. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are, we are investing in both. I, and I, I believe very much in both and before COVID and I do after COVID because when all said and done, I really believe this brand is is unique and, and it's just I, I really believe in the in the call it an old school definition of brand, but whatever you want to call it, I, I love brands and brands that have real emotional and psychological and, and just like attachment to customers, people that feel that this brand is um, speaking to them or different or, or or things like that. You know, one of my favorite kind of, um, not a mentor, but, but people that I, I would look up to from, from the retail or the brand world is, is, has been Ralph Lauren. Um, and I think, uh, you know, now I'm not speaking now, I'm, I'm speaking more of, of that this guy started a brand that, that, you know, from the trunk of his car selling ties, um, you know, with, with a vision and. Oh, absolutely. The man's a, a legend. Legend. Right. And, and <laughs> I just think it's just, and I don't need to say that to, to you or anybody listening, but no. I, I bring it up because I think it's very uh, relevant for, I think, how we, we are looking at our strategy into your, back to your question, our investment. I think um, in order to build a brand, which I, which I feel the way um, this brand um, should continue to build and grow, I think you need a balance uh, of brick and mortar and digital and online. And that doesn't mean brick and mortar doesn't need to evolve. It does. And it needs to look different, you know, two years, five years down the line for sure. But I still believe in that, in that balance between the two. And that's how we're, how we're looking at it. Well, and, and when you think about the, the incredible sort of Ralph Lauren brand, is there a, is there a direction that, that he went in that, that you can see yourself going in? I don't know if there's necessarily a direction. Why, why I, always kind of and maybe there is but why i always you know bring him up or he's in the you know back of my head or we bring him up in a meeting it it, it yeah. comes back to 
to vision. And I know that's an overused word, but um, I, I love it because I think that's what drives me and us. And I, I think our brand is, you know, whoever our customer is or whoever we're trying to be, it, it just, I guess it just always comes back to what is the vision of this brand? And to Ralph Lauren, I think, the, you know, he built a, he sold a dream, you know, that's, that's, that's what he did. Right. So absolutely, you know, yeah. not, not everybody looks like that polo player in the app, <laughs> <laughs> but he wants you to think you could, if you, you know, but the, the point is, is he's got something, uh, he's got a vision in his head and he's not gonna, he's not gonna stray from it. And well, and so, so right? to that point, Ryan, what, what's the, what's the dream that you think CB2 is, is putting forward? You know, you're, you're a stylish hip guy, it, <laughs> is, right? I mean, it's, is yeah, is part sort of, of what, well, I mean, it, it, it seems like you're, you're building this brand out in, in, in a way that, that seems to be more and more who you want to hang out with and how you want to live. And so I'm wondering, as you think about that, that dream vision, what, what is that for CB2? It, it's, a, it's a balance to your point. You're, you're right, right? I, I mean, I think a lot of, I think a lot of leaders uh, that are you know, in charge of brands, they're, they're going to build brands that I think are a balance between what they feel is interesting and, and cool or exciting to them with, with what a balance with what, what is the customer looking for? And I think that is a big part of my job. And, and a lot of the, the, the people here is how do we, you know, balance, I think necessarily what the vision and, and, you know, I, I say dream with Ralph Lauren. I don't know if I use dream, you know, with us, but, but I do, think that to your point is um, we continue to evolve this brand and, and have a look and an attitude and, and, and a style to us that I think is very, very unique. And um, there's definitely, you know, things that um, a lot of product in this brand that, that I would own myself and do own myself. Um, <laughs> and then I think there's a lot of, you know, it's a mix of, of, you know, what are, what are customers feeling uh, of this year and what, what are the trends that are, that are happening this year that, that people are, are responding to, but it, it all goes back to staying under that, that vision and that, that, that it's really about design. It's about, you know, high design for lack of a better word. But I think, you know, that's very much about who we are and very much about what you're seeing when you're going to the store in New York. Right. And, and how do those windows I, 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 change? Yeah, and, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. and I, w- and I would say higher and higher design. And again, I don't mean to keep obsessing about interior designers, but it just yeah. seems like you're climbing this ladder that looks more and more appealing to to designers. And I and I just wonder, and I don't even know what percentage of your business is interior designers right now. Maybe it's maybe it's very small. I don't know. You can tell me. But it it just seems like it's more and more it's moving in that direction. Is that a, is that a big part of your business? Do you want that to be a big part of your business? Uh, designers is a uh very fast growing part of our business. It's not tiny and it's not huge as of yet. It is something right. um, we want to continue to grow and be a bigger right. and bigger part for sure. And I think you are reading it. Our, our designers specifically um, is that uh, obviously that is a, a group that I think we speak to fairly well uh, and a group that we want to continue to uh, speak to and do, and 
continue to surprise and do better for. Um, but it's really about design in general, right? So it's it's interior designers, uh, it's people obviously that hire uh, these interior designers, and it's just people that um, are gaining more and more interest in design. And I think it even goes back to just the, the rise of, of interest in home over the last five years, right? Where, you know, uh, five years ago, there was maybe one or two uh TV shows talking about home and home design, right? And then yes. how, how many are there today, right? There's channels, there's networks uh, built on on home design now. So I think, you know, it's a growing, growing interest for 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 the country. And, um, you know, obviously, specifically interior designers are are, are growing as well. And, and it's a very important part of our business. It's something we want to continue to, to focus on. Um, but we want to obviously speak to anybody and everybody. Um, of, of, of course, and that, yeah. yes, a- absolutely. And it's, sure. it, it seems as if we are miraculously for the home industry. It, it seems as if we're we're practically entering a, a golden age for the for the home industry. I mean, the some of these trends that seem to be in place right now uh, really seem to suggest that many people are buying new homes or relocating to different homes. Some people are leaving cities, and it, it just seems as if there is a, a tailwind. For, for the home industry that seems as if it might have, that seems like it might last for some time. Yes, it, for sure. Because I think it's back to our point, right? Whenever we go back to quote unquote normal, that's not the, that's not the normal before, right? And I think, um, you know, it's, it's a um, industry, we are hitting a, you know, a time where more and more people are taking, taking notice to home. And I think to our earlier point, it was happening before, but um, it's been accelerated. And I think um, it's super important um, for interior designers and, and for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a, a, it's, it's finally a nice time to be in the home industry. So we should, we should, we should all enjoy this time. Ryan, thank you so much for making the time to, to join us. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I had a great time talking to you and, and I, thanks for doing your research. <laughs> I, I, almost gave you a job, I almost gave you a job in the middle of the interview there. So well, listen, I'll, I'll call you. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate right. it. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. A quick announcement, I wanted to extend a personal invitation to the Future of Home Conference. Last year was a truly special event. This year, we'll be live streaming it directly to you on September 14th and 15th. We're planning on breaking the mold for what a virtual event can be. Join us for important discussions with leading thinkers on how the design landscape has shifted and the challenges and opportunities that have emerged. Tickets are now available at futureofhome.com and attendance is free of charge to BOH Insiders. Yours truly will be hosting, and I promise it will be a great show. In the meantime, if you want to keep up with the latest industry news, check out businessofhome.com. If you have feedback for the podcast or a story of your own to share, write to us at podcast at businessofhome.com. This show was produced by Fred Nikolaus and Marina Felix. I'm Dennis Scully. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next week.